God bless you, saints. We praise God for each and every one of you tonight that has stopped in to, with us to uh, in living the word. And we praise God for you tonight. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our lesson on tonight. Let's bow our heads. Lord, in Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you, God, for such a time like this. We thank you for what you are doing and what you're going to do. God, I pray that your people will be blessed and empowered to do a greater work in the name of Jesus. And God, we say yes to your will and your way. Cover us with your blood in the name of Jesus. And God, use me as in times past and all things. We give glory, honor, and praise to you. Amen. God bless you. And again, we thank God for each and every one of you that have tuned in with Living the Word tonight. And um, that being said, let's, let's jump into our class tonight, to our lesson. Um, go with me to the book of Hebrews. Get your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. And let's look at verse 1. And it says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And that being said, um, uh, just another supportive scripture. We'll come back to it. Go with me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's look at verses twenty. Four and 25. When you have that, say amen. All right, let's, let's read it together. Know ye not they, that they which run in a race. Race, run all. Um, but one receiveth the prize. So run, that you may obtain. Verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Tonight, our lesson on tonight, praise Jesus, is how to fight in order to win. How to fight in order to to win. Um, there are there are those who have no principles. And there's people that have no principles and some people who have principles. And the people that do have principles principles must stand up against those that do not have principles. My brothers and sisters, whether we like it or not, our world is heavily divided. Um, and our world is so heavily divided into those who insist on being enemies of God and those that have made peace with God. Look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans chapter 5. 
and verse 1. When you have it, say amen. Let's look at what the scripture says. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our world is divided. Our world is divided. And since our world is divided, because we know that evil exists, um, evil and good exist in our world. So fighting really is unscapable. I don't care how you look at it, my brothers and sisters, fighting it really is unscapable. So this is one kind of fighting. If you look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, let's look at Hebrews chapter 12 uh -huh, and verse 1. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Now it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, uh huh. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So, when should uh, born again, saved person fight. When should a Christian fight? Listen, really, when you look at it, there is no virtue in mere in just mere fighting. Uh huh. The person who fights, or the one who fights, for the sake of just fighting, you're just wasting. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. So do you not know that fighting must have a cause really to be worthwhile? Uh, so let's, 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 let's look at. Fighting is necessary for the Christian because of the entrance and reign of sin in the world. Go back with me to Romans 5 and 12, okay? Romans 5 and 12, okay? Do you have that? Romans 5 and chapter, 5th chapter and verse 12. It says, um, wherefore as one as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all for that all have sin. I want to bring attention to the ED for all have sin. So let's see here. Romans 5 and 12 Fighting is necessary for the believer, for those that are saved, because the entrance and because of the reign of sin in our world. 
So let's see here. A person who does not fight for or against anything is a person that does not stand for nothing. Let me say it again. Look at look at the screen and look at number D. D says what? Is what do you stand for? Meddle with somebody. I know it's early in the night. Pastor jumping out of the gates already. Meddle with people. Um, but ask that person, what do you stand for? So tonight's lesson again is um, can I let, let us refresh your memory again. Tonight I want to deal with my brothers and sisters how to fight in order to win. All right? Let's see what what we're going to do here. Um there's a there's a second kind of fighting which is which is it's it's termed it's, as being a race. Uh-huh. A second kind could better be termed a race for excellence among those who are in general agreement. Uh, listen, when the Bible talks about come out from among them and uh, you be separated, says the Lord, uh-huh. the unbelievers are in a race also. The unbelievers are in a race to see who will accomplish more evil. Huh? More evil. And the believers, we that believe, we're, we are in another race. And the race that each and every one of us should be in is a race to see who will please Christ the most. Help me say running the race. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter, well, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. When you have it, say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. And it reads, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Many of you have heard me pray often, get the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. So get the wisdom of God, the, the wisdom of God, okay? That is what we call in Hebrews 12 and 1, Running the race. Let us run the race. So the word is what we render in the English. The word run is fight and race or endeavor to be first to excel. Who, who joins a, some type of track club to lose? I wonder, is anybody in here that really... 
um, join the team, whatever the sport is. You said, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to join this team because we're going to lose. Oh, I, I like this team. You know why you like it? Because we always lose. Who wants to be on a team full of losers? Uh, will you look at somebody, ask them, oh, my sis, can, can I talk to you tonight? Um, are you on a losing team? Do you like being a loser? Huh? You know, it used to be a thing, you know, they used to put that finger up on the forehead. Loser. Come on. Come on. Who wants to be a loser? You know, you mean to tell me that you've been through, well, praise be to God, all of this stuff in your life and all the mishaps, shot your own self in the foot so many times just to lose? Oh, come on. Somebody talk back to me. Listen, I'm not in it to lose. I'm not in, I'm not being living saved to lose. Well, praise Jesus. I know I'm on a winning team. How about you? Walk around talking about losers, losers. I'm not a loser. The devil is a lie. Huh? So let's see here. Look at fight and race. Both meanings can have a good and bad connotation. But if the motive is right, then it's good. Fighting evil for the glory of God is good. I think um, Councilman Lewis said, listen, if you're going to get in trouble, get in good trouble. Huh? If you're going to get in trouble, get in good trouble. Well, praise Jesus. Now, listen, fighting your brother or your sister, really, uh, to put him or her down so you can be proud of being first. That's evil. That's me. That's evil. However, if, you, if you're striving for what we call excellence to stimulate others to follow your example, then running in a competitive race is good. When you know your whole objective is to enhance and strengthen your brother and sister. That's a good thing. Hmm? It's a good thing to have somebody to follow you. It's a good thing to have one. You know what? It's a good thing. Help me say it's a good thing. Well, praise you. It's a good thing to want somebody to follow what you do. And especially your family. If anybody knows how saved you are, just ask your family. Huh? Oh, yeah, y'all can come cloaked up to church all day long. But all I got to do is ask one of your family members. Huh? Uh, she say, nothing. Nothing. Ain't saved. What? Don't have, you know, I'm trying to tell you something. Right? So it's a good thing. It's a good thing to stimulate others to want to follow you. Huh? So let's see. Let's, let's, let's examine the lives of the saints of God in the past. And I want you to notice that every one that God used, the lives of the saints of God in the past, you'll see that all of them had some type of conflict. Nobody was exempt. Okay? Let's see here. Conflict. Things start out 
if you look there's I and 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 I know for some that can't uh, get the PowerPoint pre presentation. Um slideshow tonight will show two bullets, but there's a space in, in between. Sometimes we start our lives and we begin things and we examine there's an emptiness there, like a void, you know. But then all of a sudden, something always fills that empty spot. And it normally is some type of conflict. Listen, I, I, I keep telling and reminding the saints of this. Praise Jesus. Some of us are anointed scooper poopers. You, you, you're, you're, you're in position to clean up somebody else's mess. You didn't cause it. But you're there. And you know, in every family, there's always somebody that's going to clean up the messes of other families, members. Then every now and then, and you tell yourself, I'm, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this, because there's always conflict. But I want you to know that everyone that God used, praise God for salvation, because you're saved does not mean you're exempt from conflict. My brothers and sisters, because you're saved, you're yet going to have to fight. Huh? But praise be to God, what does the scripture say? The weapons of our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Praise Jesus. So let's see here. These are the numbers in, in, in chapter 11. When you look at in Hebrews chapter 11, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Esau, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and my brothers and sisters, they had conflicts. And some had more than others, but yet they have conflict. None of the ones I named you, none of the persons that I gave you names tonight were exempt <coughs> from conflicts and sufferings. Huh? None of them. Do you not know that you can try all you want to? You can't erase conflict. You can have the biggest pencil with the largest eraser on there that they can possibly make. And I guarantee you won't be able to erase conflicts. Conflicts occur because of the presence of sin in the world. Huh? And yet, the ones that carry the conflict must be redeemed. You and I. Jesus, and you heard me say often, Jesus has never had an innocent client. Huh? We are in an imperfect world, and we are imperfect persons or people, imperfect family. Hmm? Surroundings, our surroundings are imperfect. But praise God that perfection came. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible is right. If nobody else believes God's word, the Bible is yet right. The Bible said Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of sin. 
so complex you can't erase. Whether you don't like it, you try to avoid it, but some stuff you just have to fight, huh? Do you not know our world has not changed? It hasn't changed. The same circumstances around us, in spite of crisis coming into the world, yet has problems. The world has problems. And there's going to be conflicts as long as we live. Since we, we tried to be an island, huh? we've tried to be an island to ourselves. But because we live in the public, that means you are not going to escape conflict. So our work will remain incomplete unless we have to shoulder our responsibilities in these conflicts. So let's see. When you look at Hebrews chapter 11, let's observe how the 11th chapter of Hebrews ends. God having provided some better thing for us that they, the saints of the past, without us, you and me, should not be made perfect. So that phrase, here I go again on my soapbox, that phrase, be made perfect. What does it mean? That means that the work could not be completed without our labor for God. Cannot be completed uh, without labor. So why should we join in the conflict? If you are, if you and I are determined to avoid conflict, we will not do what needs to be done. Will y'all write that down? If you're trying to, if you and I are determined to avoid conflict, we will not do what needs to be done. Some stuff needs to be done, my brothers and sisters. And you got to deal with conflict. Huh? Now, some folk have not been delivered because they don't know how to deal with conflict. They're yet cussing, they're yet fighting. Huh? You know, then they tell you, well, listen, you keep messing with me, I'm going to give you peace of my mind. I keep telling you, you better keep what you have. You ain't wrapped too tight anyway. You can't afford to lose none. So don't volunteer in peace of nothing. Hold on to what you got and praise God that God will add some more to you. Huh? What have we to do um, We really put some finishing touches on what others have done? You didn't start the conflict. But what God has given you, you can complete, you can finish. Um, ugly is just ugly. Two things. God, he's ugly and he can't stand cute. Did you hear what I said? God is ugly, and he can't stand cute. You know what I'm saying? If we did, if they did what they did because it was their God-given responsibility and consequently took the heat for it, you know, then it had to have been a God thing. So, my brother and sister, you and I cannot do anything worthwhile without engaging in conflict. Huh? And what the things that are connected 
subjected to suffering. Do you not know that? Yes, all of us have been there. If you haven't been there, keep living. It's like, oh, here we go again. Oh, boy, here it comes. Here it comes. All of us been there. But sometimes you can't avoid the conflict. My brothers and sisters, God did not make us to be ostriches, to bury our heads in the sand. You got to look and see what's going on. And, and then some people is like, man, I don't want to be bothered with these folks. Here we go again. Sometime I think the pastors get it because, you know, people like in an indirect way, uh, I'm going to tell a pastor on you. Well, you're, you're the, well, the pastor is not the person that you can just sick on. Just like God. I'm going to get God on you. He's not a dog you can sick on. What are you talking about? I'm going to get God on you. You can't listen. Your prayer is barely getting out anyway. Huh? I wish I had somebody talk back to me. So how can you try to square your shoulders and say that I'm going to get God on you? Who are you? Shut up talking to me. Who are you? Huh? So listen here being saved. You know, the, the, the teachings of being said, the teachings of Christianity, you know, the teaching that Christianity is just, we just a, a rosy walking in the park garden. No, that's not biblical. They that live godly shall suffer persecution. Huh? Yes, yes. And instead of peace in the heart, in spite of the conflict around us, look at John 16 and 33. Get that real quick. St. John 16 and 33. You have it? St. John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you should have what? Tribulation. But be of what? Good cheer. Because what? I have overcome the world. You ought to put a praise on it, somebody. Praise Jesus. And when Jesus speaks peace, it is peace between God and us and a peaceful attitude. You must possess and run after having a peaceful attitude. So what's wrong with you? You've studied the scripture. Huh? What, what, what's the scripture said? You're for ever learning, but never coming into the knowledge. Huh? You've, you've studied, you've read, you've quoted, but not but now, but you're not living it. Huh? And that the peace of God rule in your hearts. Huh? Write Romans 14 and 19 down. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Chapter 7, verse 15. Ephesians 6 and 23. I'm not going to read them all, but just go with me to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 23. You have it, say amen. Peace be to the brethren and love with what? Faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Huh? And love with faith. Y'all need to underline that one. Love with faith. You got to have love with faith. That is a powerful connection right there. Love with faith. And I told you, there's you got the ones that strive, the, the, the unsaved are striving to see how much sin that they can't create. Uh, and the believers are opposite. So the attitude of others toward God may affect the peace that we have. When you see others that are slowful in their work, when they ought to be moving forward, they're not rejoicing and leaving them behind. Don't get so excited, but you want to bring somebody along too. You got to learn to encourage people. You got to learn to encourage people and move forward. Some people, yes, I know they're so heavy. It's like dragging weights around you. Weighted people, weighty people, weighty people and weighted people can drag you down. Huh? But yet, when you have what? When you have the love with faith, you don't want to see anybody far behind. Huh? So, my brothers and sisters, we got to concentrate on the running. Help me say it. Concentrate on the running. You, you know, there is a race. That race that is set before us. Huh? That, that, that race that is set before us. When you look at um, what we have and what the Lord is doing, sometimes things will look like they're going upside down, but you got to keep on running the race. So the question is, how must we fight? How are you going to fight? How are you going to fight? Well, it looks like I got the same weapon they got. In other words, I'm going to fight fire with fire. How are you going to fight? Have you grown at all? Have you understood to really what you're fighting about? Huh? And I, you, you've said it. Every now and then, well, let me say it like this. Praise Jesus. My brothers and sisters, let me, there's many, there's many battles to fight. There's one war, but many battles. I want you to understand me now. There's one war, but many battles. So God gives us power and tells us what battle to fight. Sometimes you're burnt out and you just want to say quit because you're trying to fight all the battles at one time. It doesn't work like that. God will tell you what battles to fight first. Huh? And then he'll tell you, I don't want you to fight this battle because this battle belongs to me. This battle is not yours. It belongs to God. See, some, well, praise God. Some battles, God said, that one's mine. When that battle that God said is mine, leave it alone. 
some of our biggest problems is that we're trying to fight a battle that's not ours. Huh? We got one war. And listen, listen to the scriptures. We're going to win. We're going to win the war. But how many battles do we have to fight to win the war? Huh? Now, so you're not going to begin another war. The war has already started. The war started back in the garden. So we're not going to revisit the garden. The war has already been started. Praise be to God. And it was none of us. We didn't start it. Huh? But there's a lot of battles that we have to go through. And conflict is one of the things that the believer, we do not want to deal with. Some people, some sometimes people say, listen, I get tired of people. Wait, 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 wait. People just get on my nerve. This is what you're saying. Jesus died for people. Huh? And the reason why Jesus came into this world is for people. So when you get saved, listen here, you keep saying, I'm so tired of people. Well, this, first of all, you done jumped into um, battle that wasn't yours. In other words, you got, you bit off more than what you can chew. Let me say it like that. And the Lord said, leave it alone. Huh? The Lord told you to leave it alone. But because, you know, you got anointed three Sundays in a row. And that anointing said, oh, yeah, I, I can handle this one. And when you jumped out there, the enemy spun you like a dime. Huh? And now you don't know what to do. Have you ever seen somebody on the mountaintop? Well, wait a minute, you were just testifying how great God is. And now you sing that old spiritual song. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. You know, one of the most spiritual songs, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. The Lord told you, leave it, leave it alone. And you didn't listen, huh? So listen here. When we fight, we must not fight sitting down. We must not fight walking. But we must fight running. Why? Because life is a race. Huh? And he who runs gets the goal first. Who, again, who joins a team that you want to be a part of a losing team? I'm not in it. This, I didn't got. I did not get. To, the The reason why I'm saved is because I want to make it to heaven. I'm not living saved to, to try to impress nobody. We spend a lot of time trying to impress one another. Then, in trying in, to impress one another, we become spiritual cannibals. Spiritually, we're eating up each other. Spiritually, so, huh? So. What happened? If we do not reach the goal, it means we did not run. But it's never too late to start. So let us run. It is a present duty. It's a duty for every one of us. Nobody can say that I ran and I reached my goal because we're yet striving for perfection. Nobody has made it yet. 
You may have made it over a couple hurdles. You may have won that battle, but the war is not over yet. And my brother and sister, conflict is right in the center of the saint's life. So it's a continuous race we got to run. Every goal reached reveals another loftier goal to be reached. I think somebody said every round goes higher and higher. But let's let's learn. Let's learn from yesterday's, yesterday's mistakes. Let's learn from last year's mistake. Let's, let's learn from listening to the wrong voice. Huh? Learn something. My brothers and sisters, we cannot run if we are burdened down. Watch me now. If we're burdened with unnecessary weight. Unnecessary weights. That one was not for you. You the one jumped in the ring. You the one jumped in and said, "Oh, I, I, I can do this, huh?" You remember the seven, the seven sons of the preacher, the seven sons of Skeva. Their dad was a priest. They was raised up in the church, and the one day they decided that they never did get saved. They was raised around the church. You got so many people say, "Oh, yes." I was raised up in the church. Okay, here we go. Here we go with this long drawn out testimony. You never said you got saved. All you said, I was raised up in the church. Huh? And I learned what to do. But you didn't learn the God of the Bible. And then when the enemy came, you, you tried to stretch out and do the things that the saints did. And the enemy ripped you into pieces. And you wonder what happened. You can't play this thing. Huh? Yes. You, you, you're trying to lift stuff that you can't lift. You know? Just think about going to the gym. See the second half of this slide here? You, you go to the gym and you've taken on too much weight. That weight has to come down some on something. Huh? And sometimes... Uh, We'll get it up as far as we can. And you can't hold it no more. Let me tell you why. First of all, there's, there's no failure in God. If God gives you the power to lift, how many power lifters in here? Praise Jesus. Oh, yes. You're a power lifter. Because God gives you power to lift. Huh? When God gives you power to lift, that means you can hold it. Huh? When God gives you power to lift, you can hold it. Huh? Can I say it for the third time? When God gives you power to lift, you can hold it. Huh? But if that thing's not yours, no, 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 no. You're about to hurt yourself. Huh? And if you hurt yourself, praise God, it's, um, you don't want to give the enemy a praise report that he fooled you again. Huh? Yes, yes. See, sometimes we've given the enemy praise reports. Because he constantly fooled you. He, he done tricked you again. So <clears throat> you try picking up 100 pounds and you start running. You're not going to get far because you're not trained for it. My brothers and sisters, living saved, you got to be trained for living saved. Huh? You, in other words, yes, you've done the initial step. Romans 10, verses 8 through 9. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that 
Christ has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Y'all know the scripture. But you have to understand now it's time to run the race. Right? So what do we do? Put off every malignant tumor. There are malignant tumors that attack our healthy spiritual organs. Remember, there's three parts of man, body, soul, and spirit. And there's some malignant tumors that attach to your spiritual um, organs. So ex examine yourselves. You know, check to see. In other words, we it, listen, if we go, um, well, I, let me use it like this. I was blessed recently. I get normally get two physicals a year. Now, my brothers and sisters, physicals, sometimes things can avoid a physical. And, uh, but this, what is a physical? Physical pretty much gives you an, an overview on how you're doing. But then sometimes, you know, your doctor would tell you, well, you need to start doing this, start doing that, just to ward off something else. Do you not know that in the natural, you should be aware of your physical body? Spiritually, you need to be aware of your spiritual man. Huh? You need to have some checkups. You have to examine your spiritual man huh? because of spiritual tumors. All right? So some, sometimes habits become aligned or attached to you that you don't need. We know there's bad habits. There's, there's habits of not praying. There are habits of being, having feet swift to carry mischief. You know, there's, there's habits of being a busybody in other men's matters. There's a lot of things that, you know, that can attach to you that will cause your spiritual man to be in a decline state. So you, you, you got to be careful. There are certain sins that are all around us that are common to us. So it says, which does so easily beset us? It is the sin that stands around us. That sin that is there. So watch the sin which everybody else does and rationalizes. Just because no one else reaches the goal does not mean that you should not. Because somebody else didn't make it. Why would you gravitate to somebody else's failure? Why should you embrace somebody else that missed the mark? Why should you rejoice in somebody else? Huh? So some things is common, what we call common sins. Now, my brothers and sisters, the deceptions of a common sin are that they it looks it looks good. Everybody else is doing it. So it really can't be that bad. If now, if every if, if the other saints are doing it, it must not be bad. But listen, listen to this one. Praise Jesus. When you are convicted by God, don't never put your conviction on somebody else. See, what happens if I'm convicted of something and that thing eats me up, I want to drive everybody else into my conviction. But my conviction may not be your conviction. 
huh? So I should not try to hold you accountable, line it up, huh? What convicts me, that's me and God. So that's one of the things that, that we do. Hmm? So you got to watch out for it. If you don't do that, sometimes if you don't watch out for these things that attach to us, you will never reach our goal or the, or, or the goal. Huh? Go, go, go back with me to Hebrews. I want to go chapter 11. You got it? If you look at, and tonight's lesson again, it's, you know, how, how we deal with how to fight in order to win. You, you, you got Hebrews chapter 11? What I want you to do, if you can, um, jump down to verse, um, I want to get down to verse 31. Do you have it? Let's, let's look at the scripture here. Now, I give you a list of names, and you find it, and I think in Hebrews chapter 11, we call it the hall of faith. Huh? But let's look at verse 31. Did you have it? By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Let me read it again. By faith, the harlot Rahab huh, perished not with them that believed not, comma. By faith, the harlot, the harlot Rahab. By faith, the prostitute Rahab. Huh? The by faith, this woman that of, of an ill repute, huh? She didn't perish. That believe not. She received the spies with peace. Now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. She's in this chapter of what we call all of those that had faith. Do you not know that? Listen, there are some people that, how can I say this? There, there are some people that have never tasted of the power of God that can see the move of God. That make any sense? And seeing the move of God, even of a life that is so degrading and damaging in, in the mainstream society, this prostitute, she did not perish with those that believe. Now, there are some that don't believe at all. But even though she was wrong, she knew the move of God. And brother pastor, how can you say that? Because she received the spies, the Bible said, with what? Peace. 
It was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. Huh? She gave a friendly, she received the spies with peace. Huh? Now let's see here. Verse 32. Oh, I'll meet on my time. Verse 32 says, And what shall I what and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell about Gideon and Barak and Sam, the ones I said. But I want to look at verse 34. Those that went through, they went through some violent periods of their lives. Huh? They went through some stuff. Praise Jesus. And verse 35 said, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured. Wait a minute. No, no, that can't be right. These are people that have faith. Some were tortured. Women received their loved ones back from the dead, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. Huh? Some of these, the women, they placed their hopes in a better life after the resurrection. Huh? Some were whipped. Their backs were cut open. Um, I'm just trying to paint you the, the, the picture. You, you'll find it. They would look at 36. Others had trial of cruel mockings, scourgings, huh? imprisonment. They were stoned. Wait a minute. Conflicts? Look at them conflicts. They were stoned, verse 37, right? They were died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Others were killed with a sword. And some went about just wearing skins of sheep and goats. They were destitute. They were, they were oppressed. They were mistreated. Huh? And the scripture says, really, they were too good for this world. They wandered in desert places and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. But all of these, look at verse 39. All of them did what? All of these all have obtained a good report through faith. Received not the, listen, now I know that doesn't excite you enough. But if you go back, I wonder how many Folk and it was stoned. Saw it in half. Well, if you saw it in half, you're gonna be here, right? You know, you're talking about what you can wear. These people wanted no change of clothes, no homes to live in. But what did they have? They fought and they won. They went through some stuff. See, listen, we keep saying stuff about you don't know my testimony. You don't know really what I've been through. And somebody said, well, yes, you know, I, when you look at me, I really don't look like really what I've been through. But I know I had to fight in order for me to win. My brothers and sisters, 
we've came too far for us not to fight. Hmm? No, I know it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to deal with conflict. There's some, listen, some people that you try to deal with, God's blessed them, God brought them through, but they still want to be mad. And they want you to be mad with them. Huh? But listen to what the scripture says. Whom the son sets free. You're free indeed. And then a lot of times that we don't like conflict is, is first of all, because um, we've been the center of the conflict. And we've been the center of the conflict when you have been enlightened and you've been brought out of that. The Bible said when a man sees from sin, every fool will come to meddle with you. Some folk will try to pull you right back in the thing that God has brought you out of. And let me say this. Don't, don't you expect people to forget about your past. Every time you turn around, somebody is going to bring your past back up to you. And some don't believe that you're going to live saved. Well, I'll, I'll give him or her, I'll give him about 90 days. He'll be back. She'll be back. But let me tell you about God. The Lord that gives us, he'll, he'll give us how to fight in order to win. It's not a strain. It, it, it's not a strange thing, you know, what God can do. And I know conflict is not the thing that we want to deal with as being saved. But I don't know who told us that we wouldn't have conflict. That's not biblical. It's not scripture. But God teaches us how to deal with conflict. And when you deal with conflict, that doesn't mean you lost a fight. If anything, it should energize you and give you the power to bring other folks through. That's what the Bible said. When you see from sin, every food be met, they want you to be the old you. They're looking for you to respond in that same negative way. But when you don't run with them and talk that same language, oh, something wrong with her. Yeah, there is something wrong with me. Yeah, you got that right. Yes, I've been through. And you were one of them that helped me to go through. If it hadn't been for you, well, no, that's, that's another subject. But my brothers and sisters, you look in that chapter 11, I got I to gotta, I gotta leave you. They look at all of those that had the faith, you know, the faith that they had. But look at the ones that didn't, was on the opposite end. See, listen, watch me. Watch this. In that 11th chapter of Hebrews, it gives you, it shows you more of a clear look at the real life of a believer. Some are better off than others, but it doesn't mean they don't have faith. Huh? Some go through more things than others, being saved. And it doesn't mean you don't have faith. Well, brother pastor, why me? 
Why, why me? And my question to you that have stopped in tonight, why not? Do you not know it's an honor for God to say, have you considered my servant? Now, I know you ain't feeling this one. I know you're not feeling that. But somebody has to know and see the God of the Bible. And the Bible said we are living epistles being read of men. Somebody's reading you. Are you going to go through this? Are you going to throw in the time? Because you, because you know, you know, you cause a problem on your own self. Now, what can you tell me? Maybe I can't tell you nothing, but maybe I can show you better. Somebody put a praise on it. I can show you that God is, and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because remember, there are two. Our world is divided to those who insist on being enemies of God and those who have made their peace with God. And when you decide, I don't want to be an enemy of God. I want God to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Jesus paid a cost to bring us out. Huh? And we're in this world. We are living in a world that exists with some evil folk. There's a long list. It's so long for me to even try to repeat it or lay it out. And, and there's a question still is in existence in the world. Why do saints suffer? That question is still there. But I heard the Bible talking to me. As Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. Jesus dealt with conflict. And let me let me let me leave you on this note. Didn't Jesus himself went into the temple and braided these braids together, made a whip, and whipped folk out of the temple that was misusing the things of God? I tell you, you can't go wrong, my brothers and sisters. Love what God loves and hate what God hates. And you never can fail with that. How to fight in order to win. God has placed a fight in you. Don't let the enemy steal it, but fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord smile upon you. Live in the word. Be blessed of God.